<laughs> yeah. What's up, good people? It's Tony Baker, and it's time for another session of that verbal cardio. Yeah, man. Back up in this thing. Got my co-host, uh, Water, mm, you know. Mm. Ah, Got to take a swig of that. You feel me, man? Oh, man. Let me tell y'all something, man. These blueberry almonds, man. I can't stop eating them, man. These blueberry almonds from Blue Diamond. They so good, man. You know, uh, they sell them in like some 7-Eleven, some gas stations where you find the almonds and stuff like that. They hard to find. So every time I come across them, I get like six packs. They like a dollar fifty nine a piece. I just go out there and throw them on the counter like, bam, give me all these, man. Crack. I smuggled two packages in in the movie theater when I had to watch Batman versus Superman the second time with the boys. I smuggled in a couple packs, man. Ah, the new crack, man. The new crack. So many people imitate my voice, man. I'm starting to imitate myself. Stop imitating my voice when you're talking to me, y'all. Do it amongst your friends and your family or whatever. But when you're talking to me, don't do it. Because then I'm going to end up imitating my own self. And I'm going to forget how I really talk. Because I'm basically imitating y'all, imitating me. I don't know what you call that. Just, you know, just talk to me regular. Imitate me when I'm gone. Um, Man, yo. I just watched this documentary on Netflix called The Art of Organized Noise. It's a documentary about the uh, production team that's pretty much behind Outkast, Goody Mob, the whole Dungeon family, man. These cats, yo, for let me let me let me tell you something, man. Let me tell you something. Everybody knows, everybody knows I love music. I'm a big music head. Like, I love music. I'm listening to it all the time. If I'm not watching a movie, I usually got music playing. That's pretty much how I roll. I'm pretty much, I don't like silence, I guess. I don't know what that is, but I got music on or I'm watching something. There's no in between. So, I love music ever since I was a kid. And, um, man, let me tell you something, man. Hip-hop... I grew up listening to, you know, what my my brother Scott listened to, Public Enemy, like uh, Public Enemy, Tribe Called Quest, Audio 2, Beastie Boys, all the stuff he had. I would just sit there and absorb it. Then I would watch Rap City. And I was still, you know, as a kid, I was still kind of into like... I was coming into my own, like when I was a, a shorty shorty, like my oldest brother was listening to house music, Depeche Mode, Telex, all kind of just like kind of international stuff. And then the house music was like a Chicago thing. And like, <clears throat> excuse me. And I was listening to a lot of pop, like pop was cracking in the 80s, man, like Sledgehammer by Peter Gabriel, ZZ Top. You know, I was listening to a lot of pop, you know, Duran Duran, you know, uh, Devo. And I was just like, yo, pop was cracking. You know, Michael Jackson and Prince was killing it as well. But like pop, man, them white cats was killing it. I want my MTV, Minute Work. I come from a land down and I was listening to all of this, man. 
you know, Cindy Lauper girls just want to have fun. Madonna, I'm just taking all in, man. And I wasn't listening to that much R&B. And then when I started getting older, I started listening to like In Vogue, After Seven, you know, just just hit songs on the radio. You know, Hammer was cracking. So I'm just like taking it all in on that tip. And you know, my, my brother Scott was keeping me pretty much in the loop with like the hip hop, you know, and uh, MC Light and like, uh, he ain't really had no Eric B and Rakim and stuff like that. That's probably why like when I be doing my like best rappers list, you don't see a lot of Rakim because I didn't listen to a lot of them growing up because I kind of missed that paid in full stage because I wasn't buying my own music. So I was just absorbing what my brothers had. So, um and then, when, you know, when I started coming into my own and wanting to buy my own, you know, stuff, I remember I wanted the Lisa Stansfield record. I remember buying Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers Full Moon Fever uh, tape. And, you know, a little kid from the south side of Chicago, like, what you doing buying Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, though? I remember this this older dude judged me and was like, man, just let me, just let me buy my tape, man. I'm feeling this right here. This is what I'm into. And, uh... Then I started sliding over to like R&B, like after seven, I can't stop. Y'all remember that? How I feel, man. <laughs> I know I can't say, but that song was right at Babyface little brother in there, man. They was killing it. It was two of his brothers in that group. In Vogue, I remember, man, I had a crush on Cindy from In Vogue, man. That Hold On To Your Love video. Don't let me even get on Sade, man, because my brother been listening to Sade since 85, so so was I. And I was like, yo, this this music is smooth right here. So anyway, so I'm coming into my own little, you know, hip-hop voice. You know, I'm starting to dig what I dig, you feel me? And so um, I remember, man, uh, and you know, I remember it was like 91, 92 Eddie Murphy was starting to cool off. Not not really like um to black folks, but just, you know, on the end that's like Boomerang didn't really cross over with audiences. It made seventy million at the box office, but it was kinda like a black thing. Like black folks was loving it, but I don't think it really crossed over to the masses. But uh the soundtrack was cracking. So, you know, LA LaFace did the soundtrack. It was like Tony Braxton. They had a lot of LaFace artists on the soundtrack. So, uh, you know, I was like, Oh, the face, huh? What, what record label is this? You know, cause I ain't really listened to a lot of baby face. Like I knew who he was, but I wasn't all in like that. And, um, so, you know, listening to stuff, listening to stuff. And I remember watching, uh, you know, minister society. And it was like, you know, Kane, the main character was like, I'm moving to a, I'm moving to Atlanta, you know, because Jada Pinkett wanted him to move to Atlanta, you know, to get out the hood. And I was like, oh, Atlanta, huh? You know, that was a city I never really paid much mind to. And then I heard this song called Players Ball by, uh, you know, Outkast. And I knew, you know, TLC was from Atlanta. And I was like, yo, because uh, I like TLC. When they came out, ooh, on the TLC tip, what about your friends? Hat to the back. Uh, 
what you call it had to grow on me though. They first single, I ain't too proud to be. I ain't like it at first. I was like, man, it's too busy up in there. Not to mention, crisscross was cracking, man. Jump, jump to me is still hot. Jump by crisscross. Try not to move when that song come on, man. That joint is still hot. So you know, Atlanta was like, Atlanta was like, oh, oh, these kids from Atlanta, okay, you know. And I was young, I was in the age bracket, so I was like, yo, Atlanta, huh? Okay. I like the clothes they had on in the video. And then TLC came out. Like, oh, they cute, you know. And I ain't, I ain't even really get a full visual on their looks until I saw the Baby Baby video. And, like, that's when T-Boz, I was like, yo, T-Boz got it going on. Because at first I was like, Chili. And I was like, yeah, yeah, Chili is the one. But then I saw that Baby 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 video. And I was like, oh, okay, T-Boss, I see you out here doing your thing. And then, you know, then Left Eye got cute. TLC, the best-looking girl group, man. Them and In Vogue, man, they just – anyway, so Atlanta, though. They all Atlanta. They all Atlanta. And then uh, I heard that song Players Ball. I was like, yo, what's up with Atlanta, man? Like, you know, people moving from the hood to Atlanta – Got all these acts coming out of Atlanta with hit records, hit albums. I'm like, Atlanta, huh? But they ain't had no hardcore, like, you know, rap cats. And so, no disrespect to Criss Cross, but they was a little bit on the pop rap side. So, I hear this Players Ball song. I'm like, oh, Outkast, okay. And so, I was digging it. I was like, yo, all the players came. I was like, okay, then. I, I, I never knew. It was a it was a Christmas song until years later. Like I didn't know it was a Christmas song on this Christmas compilation that LaFace Records put out. And so I was like, I don't hear no I didn't notice the Christmas references in the song. I was just like, Oh, that's a holiday joy. I ne- I never knew. I was thinking players. I was just thinking pimps and players at a ball. You know what I mean? Song was hot. All right, song was hot. So I was like, yo, yo, that's a that's a good song. And I'm still in the phase of I'm not buying albums off the strength of one single no more. So, Player Ball was cracking. It was a platinum single, a huge hit for the group because I was paying attention to what was making noise on the charts just because I'm into that kind of stuff. So, um, then the album comes out. I didn't know when. I didn't know when it came out. It was just out, and so uh, I think my boy Mario. I think my boy Mario had the tape. He had Outcat. No, no, no. This be, he didn't even have the tape yet. Hold on. So I see another video there. Southern Playlistic Cadillac Music. And I was like, I saw that video. I was at my boy Oliver's house because Oliver's crib used to crack. We used to hang out at Oliver's crib because his parents would go out of town a lot. So we just like hang out over there tough. He'd be having parties and stuff and like, his parents, his his dad was a pastor. So, you know, we up in there. <laughs> we up in there cutting up. And his parents is gone. Like, you know, I'm respectful. My mom raised me right. So I would never, you know, tear up somebody's crib. But, you know, we was there having a good time. You know, some sips was had. Some hug-ups on some girls was had. Mind you, I was still a virgin. I didn't lose my virginity at Oliver's house. Just Let's, let's just put that out there. Anyway, we had Oliver's crib watching uh, Rap City. You know, I was I was big into the Rap City top ten countdown. This is when I loved BET. I used to watch BET daily growing up, and so we had Oliver's crib. 
I'm watching the top 10 countdown. I I hadn't seen it in a while. And uh, that's the first time I saw Nas, The World Is Yours, also on that same top 10 was Southern Playlistic Cadillac music. I was like, yo, they got two good songs. <laughs> that's when my eyes widened. I was like, hey, man, I need to get in on this tape, you know? So, mm. so my boy Mario... He used to drive around, so me and him would hang out on, like, the weekends. And, like, you know, he had the Outkast tape. Man, when I tell y'all I was blown away by this album, when I tell y'all I was blown away by this album, and to this day, Southern Playlistic Cadillac Music is one of my favorite albums ever. When I, If I ever compilate uh, Tony Baker's top, albums of his life outcast probably gonna have three albums on there but southern playlistic cadillac music now players ball it, it it blew me away i was like yo this album is fired like it was every track every track i was feeling like come on man no i wasn't supposed to be feeling every track man every track was cracking dog I was like, yo, who are these guys, man? Who are, and they were so young. They were a little bit older than me, but they were so young. I was like, they don't even seem young. They don't even seem young. Cause I'm like, when you a teen, I'm still expecting like crisscross type lyrics, like the, the, the youngsters type, you know, ABC, but nah, man, these cats seem older than they were. And I was like, yo, this album is fire. And they was putting us on to Atlanta. They was talking about the different sections of Atlanta. I was like, yo, I want to go to Atlanta, man. This is it's cracking. And I'm just like, Outkast to me is the best duo of all time in music, period. Forget rap. They're just the best duo of all time. Big Boy and Andre are just, they complement each other so well. It's just perfect, man. Like, yeah, I, th- I still think Big Boy is underrated. You know, Andre gets mad praise, which he deserves. But I feel like Big Boy is underrated. I feel like people over, I feel like they overlook Big Boy, man. He's dope. Like, Hootie Who, that Hootie Who intro on Southern Playlistic Cadillac music is just, Oh, man. It goes on and on and on like that. Going out to the pimps and the hoes and the like. All sooky, sooky, all day, any day, any day, every damn day. I be thinking about the good old days when I was a whippersnapper. Used to try to get a kiss, but now I be them draws a mess. I'm just a Southern playlistic pimp. I used to sling a fat rock, but now I'm serving him. Man, come on, man. Hootie who? I be thinking about the good old days when I was a whippersnapper. Man, the way he set that track off. Come on, man. Come on, man. Oh, so many gems on that album, man. And the production was just top notch. Organized Noise did the production, dog. Killed that production, man. Just like the instrumentation, the whole sound of it, man. It was like nothing I had ever heard before. It was super dope. You get out, get up, get out, and get something. With CeeLo's verse? Oh, man, come on, man. I don't recall ever graduating at all. Sometimes I feel I'm just a disappointment to y'all. Every day I just run around and I can't be found. Always asking, give me some, living life like a bum. Times is rough. My aunt, she got enough problems of her own. Nigga, you supposed to be grown. I agree. 
I got to be the man I'm supposed to be. But negativity is all you seem to ever see. I admit, okay, I've done some dumb shit and I'm probably going to do some more. You shouldn't hold that against me, though. Why not? My music's all that I got, man. Come on, man. I know you know, but I'm going to say this to you. I get high, but I don't get too high. So what's the limit supposed to be? That must be why you can't get your ass about the bed before three. You need to get up, get out, cut that bullshit out. Ain't you sick and tired of having to do without? Damn, what up with all these questions? You act as though you know something I don't. Do you have any suggestions? Because every job I get is cruel and demean and sick and taking trash out of toilet bowl cleaning. But I'm also sick and tired of struggling. I never ever thought I had to resort to drug smuggling. Nah, that ain't what I'm about. See, Lois just continued traveling in his route without any doubt or fear. I know the Lord ain't brought me this far so he can drop me off here that I make myself clear. That's a verse. That is a verse. You feel me? I was like, I was all in on that verse. I was, it was compelling, man. Man, CeeLo Green, man, when he rap, come on, man. That's how you kick a song off, man. I was all in on that verse, man. All in. And then when, then let's not even mention Organized Noise doing Goody Mob's Soul Food album. How dope was that album? Cell therapy? Me and my family moved in our apartment complex. A gate with a serial code was put up next. They say that this community is so drug free, but it don't look that way to me. Man, come on, man. That Soul Food album, Southern Playlistic. Then Outcast just kept it going with AT Aliens. I remember the day that came out, man. I was working at Dairy Queen. Working at Dairy Queen, making my little money, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you feel me? Making my bread. And uh, AT Aliens was coming out as soon as I got off work. I shot over to uh, whatever whatever music store they had in the mall. I think it was Hastings at the time. Went up in that mug, got that CD fresh, man. It was dope because, as y'all know, I'm a comic book head, and the whole CD booklet was like a, a comic book. It was like an outcast comic book. I was like, these cats is so dope. Put that mug in, and this is before, you know, tracks was leaked and all that. Man, I was like, this album is dope. It was a different feel than the first one. It wasn't as it wasn't as hard hitting as the, like the first one. It was more. It was more like to me. It was more tranquil like throughout. But that album was fire, though. Fire. Initially, I was like, you know, the first one was a lot better. But like it grew on me over time, and I was like, "Yo, this AT Aliens is super dope." And then I like Goody Mob's second one too. Still standing, fire, dog. Black Ice, that Black Ice track. It was just Big Gip rapping on it for three verses, and he sounded different in each of the verses. And then you had Big Boy and Andre close it out. Man, come on, man. Look up Goody Mob, Black Ice, fire, dog. Organized Noise is killing. I didn't even know Organized Noise cooked up waterfalls for TLC. How big was that record? And how dope was the Crazy Sexy Cool out? Come on, man. Killing it, man. Outcast was doing it. Mm. Organized Noise, man. 
And then only don't even get me started on the Equimini album. The Equimini album, though? Come on, man. Come on. The the song Equimini. Sorry, Miss Jackson. Oh, that was that Miss Jackson was even later on. You know what Outcast did? They outsold every time they put out a new album, the next album did better than the one before it. So they came out with Southern Playlistic Cadillac Music, went platinum. Second one came out, went double platinum. Third one came out, went triple platinum. You know, fourth one came out, went four times platinum. Fifth one came out, went diamond. That was a diamond. It was a, it's an asterisk diamond because it was a double album, but still, it outsold the one before it, man. Outcast, man, better each time. I wouldn't say I wouldn't say that Stankonia and Speaker Box Love Below are better than their first three albums, though. But you know, in terms of sales, they increase each time. But to me, those first three albums were better than Stankonia and Speaker Box Love Below. You know what I mean? Like they were just getting they was getting far out there, like further and further out with each album, you know. But um they ain't put out a bad album yet though, ever. Even the Idle Wild joint was dope too. They just the dopest duo to ever do it, man. And organized noise has a lot to do with that. That whole sound was just beautiful to me. And they, and they stand the test of time. Like, you know, I play Outcast regularly man and it's so good oh it's just good music man like even when i was watching the documentary they would play like certain songs like their memories of yesterday like it's like the last song on at aliens their piano oh man this shit is beautiful dog it's beautiful music man that equimini song man when you think it's over and then they come back again oh come on man and that liberation song on the Quimini, where you just like it's just instrumentation for a long ass time, man. Oh man. Thank God for organized noise and outcasts and goody mob. Thank God for them, man. Cause they they done got me some good ass memories of their music, man. It's beautiful music, man. Oh. Mm. I love it, man. Somebody, man, somebody asked me online, they were like, uh, I'm gonna give him a shout out right now. Let me just dig up the uh, dig up the visual. He wanted me to talk about. I thought it was an interesting like topic too. He was like a uh, superhuman Mike uh, at super superhuman Mike on Instagram. He was like, for your next podcast, talk about roller coasters. Do you enjoy the thrill, favorite rides, dislikes at the amusement park, annoying things you've noticed? Okay, so. I'm a roller coaster junkie. Like when I Six Flags to me is the is the standard for amusement parks. It surpasses Disneyland, World, Universal Studios, all that. Not Six Flags is cream of the crop for me because I like roller coasters. Like those little theme rides where you ride through at a nice pace and you're just looking at the visuals. Oh, that was a nice ride, but I need that thrill where I feel like I might die on this. That's that's what I need. Even though my body's getting too old for the wooden roller coaster, those wooden roller coasters will beat your ass down. It's like the it's like the racist cops from the '60s showed up and served your ass up while you're on these rides. Like the wooden roller coaster, I'd be banged up, ribs be busted up, lips. 
I'll be feeling like 86 when I get off that mud. I'll be like, ah, ah, hold on, ah, ah, my hips are a little tender. Man, like those old wooden roller, every amusement park has that old ass wooden roller coaster. And that that's always the one that tears your ass up. You get off of that thing like you just got into a bar fight. Like you talking to my girl every night. I got to prove my love. Ah, ribs, man. But I'm a junkie, man. I'm a junkie for these roller coasters. Like I get on every ride, damn near. Now I tell you what, though, the rides I avoid are uh, any rides that spin in the circle where you just spin in the circle. I can't. I can't. I'll throw up on everybody. I will throw up in a stranger's mouth. I would just go up, open their mouth, and throw up in it because I just can't handle those. And like any of those like boat, it's usually like a big-ass pirate ship, and it just goes back and forth, and you get higher each time. I can't handle that. It's just... This is just throw up stew for me right there. I can't. Those are only two. But roller coasters where you got a start and a finish. You start here and end over there. I'm all in, man. The Six Flags here in Cali and uh, at, um, Santa Clarita is the closest Six Flags. And uh, I've been there, I think, twice. Maybe three times. I'm not sure. They got these rides. They got this ride called the Tatsu. Man, that shit is everything, man. Like when you sit in there, like you sitting in there and your feet are dangling and you just sitting up. They got the little harnesses over the shoulders and you sitting there, you locked in. And then the seats come up to where your body is parallel to the ground. So your whole body is parallel and you take off from this. So you ain't even... While you on the ride, ain't no you're not looking down at your body. Your body is flat. You just like, oh, it's like you flying. Man, that ride is lavish. I loved it. I only got on it one time because uh I went with my sons and, and, and my wife at the time. And uh I didn't want to get on anything by myself. So, you know, I was trying to I think I did have to ride that by myself. I'm not sure. Because my youngest son, he's a soldier, too. He'll get on whatever, but he wasn't tall enough for the thing. And my oldest son, he folded up. He folded on some rides. He's like, nah, I'm not going to get on. I'm like, man, you a sucker, man. And so, but my youngest son, Sincere, was down. He just couldn't make the height requirements. I was like, man, when you grow up, man, you're going to be my little partner. And I don't think we've been back since then, man. So I'm definitely a soldier at the amusement parks. I'm getting all at the Superman joint, the Riddler, the Batman, whatever you got, whatever theme, I'm getting on that joint. The X2 was a lavish ride at Six Flags, man. I'm all in, man. The uh I don't know. I think they had a Terminator ride when I was there. That was like wooden, I think. And uh I'm I'm about all those rides, man. It's funny, like, I watch people in line at the amusement park. Like, you know, I watch, like, couples and people that come together. And, like, I be seeing a lot of couples that stand in line. And when you're at the amusement park, you're in line for, like, 45 minutes to an hour sometimes, depending on the ride. And I just be looking at, like, couples. They'll be in line for an hour and not even talking to each other. I'm like, what kind of... What kind of relationship is this, man? Y'all ain't talking. To, that's a long time to just be standing and not interacting with one another. Like you, me and my wife, we be chopping it up. Me and the boys, we just talking about the hot nothing. We just talking. 
You know, how are you just going to stand there the whole time? Like, are y'all arguing? That's an awkward-ass amusement park trip where you just arguing. You got an attitude on the roller coaster. <laughs> like, you look at the picture and she pissed off, arms folded the whole ride. That's just an awkward visual, man. But I'm like, how do you not talk all that time you in line? Man, I'll be chopping it up in line. Like, you know, even when uh, me and my... Me and my wife got divorced, so uh, we got divorced uh, 2012, and um, we've been to an amusement park together since we split. We still be talking in line. We be talking in line, just chopping it up, man. I don't see how you can not. It's just an awkward-ass wait. Uh, but I be watching, like, because I people watch, and I just watch people in line. Some people be trying to cut on the low. I will be like, I see you. People stand too close, like, get out of my ass. People just don't have good in-line etiquette, man. Back up off me, man. We all go. We know you're next. Get out of me, man. Like, I can't stand that. And uh, I recently, like, went to uh, amusement park. It was like the haunted houses, um, like, you know, um, like Haunted Harbor. And, like, I went to two of those. One at Not Scary Farm and the Haunted Harbor in uh, Long Beach. The Haunted Har- Harbor in Long Beach was dope. Not Scary Farm was not scary. No pun intended. Um, but the one in Long Beach was dope. And I went with a crew. I went with um, my friend Shamika. And, like, she brought her friends. So I, I was, like, the new guy in the group. But it was fun, though. And I was, like, running my mouth, like, talking while we in line, man. And we got the express pass. And we had to wait hella long in line. But it was just, like... We talking in line. Like, I was talking the whole time. Even when we going through the haunted house stuff, I'm talking the whole time, even while we going through. I'll be like, if y'all jump out, I'm punching everybody, man. I swear to God. And then they would jump out. I'd be like, oh, you piece of shit. You got me, man. Even though I'm not really that scared all the time, I just play up the fear because it's more fun when you go through. Don't nobody want to go through a haunted house line with somebody with no emotion. You just walking through like, Ugh, and they just taking it. Like, that ain't fun, man. Overact, like fake it. Just make it fun. You know what I mean? But anyway, man, I could go on more and more about amusement parks because I'm about that life. And I'm about that filthy food they be having over there. But it, but it be overly priced. Thank God amusement park food is ridiculously priced or else I'd be eating all of it. But since I'll be trying to save a buck, I will pack a lunch. I will pack a nice little sandwich, some pickles, maybe some chips. And then the pickle juice gets on the chips and then you get soggy chips. You know how it is. Side note, I love it when you pack a sandwich and it's been in the it's been in the lunch bag for a while. And that cheese is like melted from just the heat of the day. Oh, so right. And you know what else is right? Y'all, because y'all been listening to my podcast. And the time is up, man. I got to get out of here, man. Listen, man, I always love hearing y'all feedback. Let me know you're listening. Let me know what you want me to talk about. Let me know what you want me to review. All that, man. Just hit me up. Tell me tell me what you like, what you want me to talk about. All that on social media, at Tony Baker Comedy on Instagram. Hit me up, at Tony Baker Comedy on Snapchat, at Tony Baker Comedy on Twitter. Comedian Tony Baker on Facebook and hit me up on Instagram or Snapchat. Those are the ones I'm going to see the fastest. So hit me up, man. Let me know. 
just let me know, man. I appreciate you guys listening, and thank you for tuning in for yet another session of that Verbal Cardio.